and you show me events why is it that Bukhari himself see what the scholars of tafsir have stated when it comes to it that Zakaria gave wahi to his people speak about this so then leave the city of Medina they did not leave أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم The story of the Prophet Zakaria is one of the most inspirational stories mentioned by all Abrahamic faiths Therefore Zakaria is a figure that inspires the Jews and Christians Muslims alike. A story that speaks of the mercy and compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala towards His creation. And more importantly, a story that tells us never to give up praying and supplicating to the Almighty Allah. Some of us we want something from Allah and we want it badly. So we pray to Him, we supplicate to Him for a week, for a month, for a year, for two years. And then we stop, we give up. And we say that we're sure that it's just not meant to be. I've been praying for two years and it hasn't happened. The story of Zakaria teaches us never to give up praying to Allah, never give up praying to Allah because your prayer and supplication may be answered after 30 years. In order for us to truly understand the story of Zakaria, we'll start examining it through Amram and his wife Hannah, Imran and Hannah. Imran was the Archbishop, the Grand Prophet at the Temple in Jerusalem. And he had 36 disciples who also were prophets of God. He grew old, he did not have children. So he prays, Oh Allah, if you grant me a child, if you bless me with a child, I will make this child a devotee of the temple. A person who will take the same footsteps and follow the same path that I had. An inheritor for me, in my legacy. And after they made this vow, God granted them a child. So his wife, Hannah, conceived the child. And nine months later, this old and frail couple had their child. And once Hannah delivered the child, she was very surprised. She was shocked. Oh Allah, for so long we had no children. We pray to have a child that will end up being a prophet, following the footsteps of Amram. Now you gave us a girl? <coughs> Imran 
called unto his disciples. He says, you all know that I am old and I cannot take care of this child. And he gave every one of them an iron rod. He says, now take those iron rods and throw them onto the surface of water. Whoever's iron rod ends up floating will be the guardian of this blessed child. Who was the Virgin Mary, the mother of Jesus, Maryam. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet Muhammad, O Muhammad, you weren't amongst them to see that they all anxiously gathered to throw their iron rods to see who's going to end up becoming the guardian of this blessed child, the daughter of Imran. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَكَفَّلَهَا زَكَرِيَّةِ So Zakariyah became the guardian of Maryam. She grew up in the house of Zakariyah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, when this child became a woman, she developed, they created a sanctuary for her. A place of meditation and prayer and supplication. Allah says, كُلَّمَا دَخَلَ عَلَيْهَا زَكَرِيَّ الْمِحْرَابِ Every time Zakariyah went to visit Maryam in her sanctuary, وَجَدَ عِنْدَهَا رِزْقًا He found that she was blessed. قَالَ يَا مَرْيَمُ أَنَّا لَكِ هَذَا Maryam, where did you come up with all this food and this blessing? قَالَ يَا مَرْيَمُ it's from Allah. Allah sends me this ni'mah, this blessing. Now interestingly, Zakariya himself was barren. He did not have children. And by the time Maryam had developed into a woman in his home, he has been married for 30 years or 35 years begging Allah for a child. And Allah had not given him a child. Allah had not blessed him with a child. When he saw this miracle with his own eyes, when he saw this blessed child, a child devoted to God, and God sends heavenly food for her, he once again asked Allah, Allah says a beautiful verse in the Quran, draws a beautiful picture for us. Allah says once again, Zakariyah begged. Hunalika da'a Zakariyah Rabba. Qala Rabbi habli. Min ladunka dhurriyatan tayyibah. Oh Allah, I beg you. Give me a progeny that is blessed. Why? Why he begged? It's because when he was young, he had hope, maybe, under the normal circumstances, me and my wife would be able to have a child. But now I'm old, I'm frail. It's impossible for me to have a child. Now I ask you, O oh Allah, and only takes a miracle now for me to have a child. And Allah begins Surah Maryam, one of the most beautiful chapters within the Holy Quran, 
kaf ha ya ain sad dhikr rahmati rabbika abdahu zakariya it's the mention of the beloved servant of god zakariya idnada he he called on to allah knowing that he is the only one that can respond to him knowing there is no other hope he was even embarrassed to call on to him loudly knowing how old he is I've become old and look at my hair and my beard it's all gray my wife is barren. Then, He made this dua. He left it in Allah's hand. It could have been the darkest moments in Zakaria's life. He's old, he's about to die, he does not have a child. He feels his legacy is going to be gone, suffering from loneliness, depression. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala then sent him a delegation of angels. Ya Zakaria, inna nubashiruka bi ghulamin ismuhu. Yahya lam naj'al lahu min qablu samiyya. The delegation of angels gave him glad tidings. Zechariah, do not give up. You will be the father of John the Baptist, a prophet. An important servant of God. Zechariah, when he received this delegation of angels, it was not to continue the message of prophethood, meaning it wasn't the completion of a religion. He did not receive religious laws or scripture. He received a delegation to give him solidarity and knowledge of the unseen. One, solidarity. Two, knowledge of the unseen. What was the knowledge of the unseen? That you're going to have a child. He's going to be born in nine months and his name is going to be Yahya. So he says, oh Allah, give me a sign. Do not speak to anyone for three days. So he went out to the people. He was praying in the mihrab. He comes out, the people want to greet him. His sign is he cannot speak to anyone. He revealed unto them. The lengthiest, the most important discussion. When it comes to the word wahi and revelation lies in this specific chapter and in this specific ayah. The ulama of tafsir have spoken extensively 
How is it that Zakaria received wahi outside the context of prophethood? How is it that he received knowledge of the unseen? More importantly, how is it that Zakaria gave wahi to his people? They were ordinary people. They were not prophets. فَأَوْحَى إِلَيْهِمْ Zakaria gave wahi to his people. So the scholars have asked, is wahi a sign of prophethood? Is wahi only confined to men? Can women also receive wahi? Does wahi mean usman infallibility? Other entities besides human beings such as the jinn and the animals and the plants, can they also receive wahi? And the discussion continues until today. But I found this introduction to be the perfect way to begin discussing our topic this evening, Mus'haf Fatima, the scripture of Fatima. What is the scripture of Fatima? It's usually the most misunderstood concept when it comes to the life and the legacy of Fatima to Zahra. And it's where many of the followers of Ahlul Bayt are also accused. Is it another Quran? Is it the Quran of the Shia? Is it some secret hidden book that the Shias have and they don't let anybody see it? Do the Shia claim that Fatima to Zahra is a prophet? And how is it possible for her to have a scripture without being a prophet? Do the Shia claim that Fatima to Zahra is a prophet after Rasulullah? Do the Shia claim that the Wahi revealed unto Fatima? Where is the Mus'haf of Fatima? How can we have access to Mus'haf Fatima? This is a lengthy discussion. But before I indulge in explaining to you and discussing Mus'haf Fatima, let's see what the scholars of tafsir have stated when it comes to wahi outside prophethood meaning number one can others beside prophets receive wahi because they say a fatima received wahi and you claim that mushaf fatima has revelation then you also automatically have to declare her as a prophet let's go to the quran Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in chapter 5, surah al Huh? Ma'idah. Ahsant. He says, وَأَوْحَى إِلَى الْحَوَارِيِّينَ أَنْ آمِنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَبِرُسُولِهِ A revelation descended on to whom? The disciples of Jesus. Who were the disciples of Jesus? Were they prophets? Were they infallible? No. They were the companions of Jesus, the son of Mary. Allah revealed unto them. So this proves that wahi could be revealed unto men, unto men, but they don't have to be prophets. Now can we prove that wahi is also revealed unto women? 
يا سورة القصص قصص وأوحينا إلى أمي موسى أنا أرضعيه Allah says we revealed unto the mother of Musa to place this child into a basket and place the basket into the Nile River. Is wahi only descended onto men and women? No. Allah in Surah An-Nahl says وَأَوْحَيْنَا إِلَى nahl We revealed onto the bee. With that said, it is not impossible for Fatima to Zahra to then have a communication with angels. Let's leave it at that. I want to examine this topic in the following manner. Number one, the events leading to the martyrdom of Fatima to Zahra. Number two, the condolences of the angels during the period of depression of Fatima to Zahra. Number three, the revelation of the scripture of Fatima. Who revealed it and who wrote it? Number four, what is in Mus'haf Fatima? The context of the Mus'haf of Fatima. The knowledge and information within the book of Fatima, the scripture of Fatima. What does it contain? Number five, where is Mus'haf Fatima today? And who has access to Mus'haf Fatima? Let's examine that after your loud and energetic salawat ala Muhammadin wa ali Muhammad. Let's only start 70 days prior to the departure of Habibullah. The beloved of Allah, Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam. 70 days before the 28th of Safar, which marked the departure of Rasulullah and the saddest day in human history, was the day of Ghadir Khum. Many people have fought Ghadir. Many Governors and kings and millions of coins of gold and silver were spent and until today lobbying against the event of Ghadir yet it remains the most popular event in the life of Rasulullah. Hundreds of companions, hundreds of books have spoken of the event of Ghadir where Rasulullah appointed his Khalifa publicly to the entire Muslim world. مَنْ كُنْتُ مَوْلَاهُ فَهَذَا عَلِيٌّ مَوْلَاهُ No Muslim can deny this event. And I know brothers and sisters, you all know of Ghadir, and the events I'm going to peruse through very quickly. But the job of the member, this member, the member of Ahl al-Bayt, is to educate, to allow you to be thinkers, educators, and those who can defend Ahlul Bayt in the most rational way. And you will be asked, what is Mus'haf Fatima? What is it that led to the events of the martyrdom of Fatima? Why is it that Bukhari himself states that Fatima departed this dunya while she was upset with Abu Bakr? There is no questions to be asked here, it's clear. 
crystal clear that Fatima died and she was upset with Abu Bakr. Let's speak of the events that took place before that. The job of the member brothers and sisters. And the Majalis of Fatimiyah isn't for you to attend for 5 years, 10 years, 15 years. Majlis Fatimiyah. And then someone asks you a simple question. Prove to me Mus'haf Fatima from the Quran and our books. And we tell him we don't know. We can't. Then that majlis has failed. That member has failed. And the time that you gave to be present there has not, has nothing, has not been anything but a disservice to the legacy of Fatima. Because the legacy of Fatima means knowledge. It means for us to be able to defend Fatima with power. And the only power lies in what? Alm. Knowledge. Not emotions. Don't talk to me about dreams. Don't talk to me about stories. Talk to me about verses from the Quran and evidence from the books of the Muslims. That if you put it in front of any Muslim that has a heart, then they submit. They submit. Because Islam, every Muslim has to end up submitting if they are true Muslims. They may be Muslims but not aware of history. Not aware of what's going on in their books. But Islam huwa taslim. Islam is for you to submit. So if you show me verses from the Quran and you show me events that Bukhari and Muslim and Tirmidhi and Nisa'i and Tariq ibn Athir and the rest of their grand scholars have narrated, then if I am truly a Muslim, I will submit and I will accept and I will open my eyes and awaken my soul. And the job of this member and the days of Fatimiyah is to give you that ability to allow you to navigate with power of ilm. 70 days before the departure of Rasulullah, he called them. He said to them, Man kuntu Ali is the Khalifa after me. In that day, Brothers and sisters, some people were upset. Some people did not like this. They realized that the Khilafah after Rasulullah has been firmly set in stone. All the Muslims now know the Khalifah of Rasulullah is Ali. Let us come to days. Days before the departure of Rasulullah. Rasulullah created an army. He appointed Usama bin Zayd as the head of the army. And he said to the people of Medina, leave Medina and go and join the army of Usama bin Zayd. Zayd was the adopted son of Rasulullah. And Usama was an 18-year-old young man. The head of the army. Rasulullah says, Iltahiku bi Usama. Kept telling them. Some of them would not leave. Rasulullah wants to make a plan to make sure that the Khilafah reaches Ali ibn Abi Talib without any controversy. Without any problems. Ali ibn Abi Talib is going to take the natural, the events are going to take their natural course and the Khilafah is going to reach Ali. 
So he says to them, leave the city of Medina. They did not leave. Go read the books of the Muslims, the Sihah. Rasulullah stood up. Iltahiqu bi jayshi Usama. La'anallahu man takhallafa an jayshi Usama. May Allah curse those who will not go and take part in Jaysh Usama. Some of them said, Ya Rasulullah, he's too young, he's 18 years old. Rasulullah wanted to make sure that later on they're not going to say, Ali's young, he cannot be the Khalifa. He put them under the command of an 18-year-old to tell them it's not about the age, it's about who I choose to appoint for you. And you do taslim, and you accept that which Rasulullah has offered you. What Rasulullah tells you, you must do. They did not. They gathered in the room of Rasulullah on a Thursday. Rasulullah passed away on the Monday. That Thursday marks the event of Raziyatul Khamis. Put this in your mind. Do not forget this event. The tragedy of the Thursday before the Monday. Sahih Muslim speaks about this. The Sahih speak about this. It's an undeniable event that took place in the house of Rasulullah while he was on his deathbed. Ibn Abbas says we were at the presence of Rasulullah. He says, give me a paper and pen. I want to write my wasiyah. A man stood and he said, إِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَهْجُرُ قَدْ اشْتَدَّ بِهِ الْمَرَضُ Rasulullah is very ill. He's hallucinating. He cannot give a will now because he's hallucinating. We don't know what he's going to write. Ibn Abbas says, the people in the room of Rasulullah were divided into two. Some said, let us bring the paper and pen so it would be a written document by the hands of Rasulullah that state his wasiyah. And the other said, no. We should not do that. For 70 days, they have been planning to stop the event of the Khilaf after Rasulullah. Rasulullah asked them to leave on Monday. The soul of Khatamul Anbiya Muhammad. Departed the dunya. Those companions, instead of staying next to the house of Rasulullah, taking part in the washing of his body putting him into the coffin, placing him in his grave, crying on his janazah. I speak to the Muslim ummah, to the community of Muslims who love Rasulullah. Some of those companions that you sanctify left Rasulullah and they went to Saqifah. And they sat discussing the Khalifa of Rasulullah. Even if Rasulullah had not chosen and appointed a Khalifa. Even if you wanted to talk about who's going to succeed him. Is this the right time? Rasulullah has not been washed. Has not been buried. 
and you've gone talking about the leadership after him, power and authority. They went there and Sa'ad bin Ubada was there. And they told him, look, there is no way Ali is going to become the Khalifa. He says, if Ali is not going to become the Khalifa, then the Khalifa has to be one of the Ansar. They said, no, it has to be one of the Muhajireen. There was a dispute. Not verbal. No. When it comes to power, believe it or not, there was a punch-up. Neck-to-neck punch-ups between the Sahaba while Rasulullah has just died. He has not been buried. Those are the Sahaba that we say, radiyallahu anhum, that we sanctify and glorify and nobody can speak of them and we only have to praise them. They went and they had a dispute. I'm not here to discuss Saqifa tonight. But what had happened was Abu Bakr appointed two people. He said, I appoint one of those two. Give them allegiance. There was some of the muhajireen, some of the ansar amongst them was whom? Umar ibn al-Khattab. Umar said, Ya Abu Bakr, how can I accept the khilafah while you are here? And you are older than me. You are senior to me. You are more beloved to the people and to Rasulullah. Give me your hand and I will give you allegiance. Abu Bakr put his hand out. Umar was the first person to give him allegiance. I give you allegiance as the Khalifa of Rasulullah. Then a couple of other people paid allegiance to Abu Bakr. They went back to Medina. The news reached Imam Ali. He said, how could they? We haven't buried Rasulullah. A tribe of Bani Aslam entered the city of Medina. Now let me draw this, let me remind you. Where were the people of Medina? They had gone with the army of Osama bin Zayd. Medina was empty of men. Who came in? Bani Aslam. With how many men? 4,000. All drawing their swords. Standing in every street and alley of Medina. This is the shura that we talk about. We say Abu Bakr was appointed with the shura. Fine. But which shura? The majority of the companions, the greatest of the companions, the most important of the companions, they weren't part of the shura. Including Ali ibn Abi Talib. He wasn't part of the shura. Are you going to undermine the existence of Ali ibn Abi Talib in a shura of the Muslims? They kept knocking at every door. Come to the masjid and pay allegiance to the Khalifa. Which Khalifa? Abu Bakr. 4,000 men. Drawn swords. People went. And you know the people of Medina, some of them were munafiq according to the Quran. The Quran says the people of Medina, some of them are munafiq. Others were the Arab. Who are the Arab? The Bedouin Arabs. The Bedouin Arabs were fed up with Islam. They want to leave Islam and go back to their jahiliyyah. Why? Because now they have to make sure that they treat their slaves right, they treat the women right, they have to pay charity, they have to fast, they have to pray. They want to go back to jahiliyyah. The companions gathered 
the famous companions, the powerful companions, the resistance gathered where? Tell me. The house of Fatima. They came to him. They said to him, the resistance, the most important people, they're in the house of Fatima. He said, take wood. Eighty scholars outside the madhab of Ahlul Bayt say that he gathered wood. Umar ibn al-Khattab gathered wood. He went and he stood in front of the house of Fatima and he said, come out and give your allegiance to Abu Bakr or else we're going to burn down this house. His people told him, وَإِنَّ فِي الْبَيْتِ فَاطِمَةِ And this house is Fatima. Forget Zubair and Ali and the rest of those companions. Fatima is in the house. He says, what in? Who cares? We need to make sure the job is done. La ilaha illallah. This is the Islamic history that the Muslims are not aware of. I don't know how to say this to you, but the lion of the battlefields, Amir al-Mu'mineen, the man who single-handedly won for them Badr and Uhud, the man who in Hunayn, he single-handedly defended Rasulullah and defeated the enemies. Rasulullah had informed him of what was going to happen. Namir al-Mu'mineen in Khutbah al-Shaqshaqiyya years later speaks of this event. He says, I was stuck. Either I rise and the religion of Islam gets annihilated. Why? Because you have 2,000 people who lived in Medina who were the utaqa. Who were the utaqa? Rasulullah liberated Mecca. There were mushrikeen, idol worshippers who came into Islam not by their own desire. After Fath Mecca. And Rasulullah says to them, Idhabu fa'antumul tulaqa. Two thousand of them lived in Medina. Do you think they were Muslim? Allah in the Quran says, Qalatil a'rabu amanna. The Arab, they say we became mu'min. The Quran says, don't say you're a mu'min. Say you're a Muslim. وَلَمَّا يَدْخُلِ الْإِيمَانُ فِي قُلُوبِكُمْ When iman actually enters your heart, then claim to be mu'min. So it was a lip service according to the Quran. Some of the people of Medina, according to the Quran, are inseparable from hypocrisy. He can't do anything about it. He's a hypocrite. Imam Ali was going to rise and those people are going to leave the religion of Islam and Islam is going to be annihilated. Or he's going to remain patient. So he says, I remain patient. They took this man without his amama. And they brought him into the masjid of Rasulullah. Give allegiance. Allahu Akbar. Imagine now, I don't need to tell you further. Imagine now what happens to the heart of Fatima. Imagine the state of Fatima. Imagine the depression of Fatima. The sadness in the heart of Fatima. 
The state of Fatima was a lot worse than the state of Zachariah. Zachariah did not have a child, but Fatima gets to see this. She says, Ya Ali, create for me Baytul Ahzan, the, the, the house of Sarah, so I can go and sit there and cry. They came to him, they said, Ya Ali, take out Fatima outside Medina. She cries in the morning and in the night. We don't want to hear her cry. One day Fatima says, Ya Ali, after the death of my father, when you go on the street, do people say salam to you? Allahu Akbar. He says, Fatima, I say salam to them, but they do not respond to me. This is Ali. Imagine what was happening to the heart of Fatima. If Allah sent a delegation to give solidarity to Zakaria and he recorded it to the Quran, the Quran and in Surah Maryam, there is a reason. There is a reason. What is the reason? Allah wants to say, your Rasulullah told you that Fatima Sayyida to Nisail Alameen. They asked him, what about Maryam? He said, Maryam Sayyida to Nisai Zamaniha. Maryam was the, the, the lady, the grand lady, the greatest lady of her time. Wa Fatima Sayyida to Nisail Alameen min al-awwaleen al-akhir. Fatima is the greatest of women from the beginning of time and until the end of time. So Allah, if he sent an angel to Maryam, and he sent an angel, a delegation of angels to Zechariah, and he sent angels to the mother of Musa, he also sent delegations of angels to Fatima, giving her solidarity. Speaking to her, giving her condolences. She tells him, Ya Ali, there is an angel that comes and speaks to me, Jibra'il. And he gives me solidarity. Imam Ali says, Fatima, when he comes, inform me. Tell me. So she says, Ya Ali, he's here and he's speaking to me. He says, Fatima, tell me what he says and I will write. Jibra'il speaks and Fatima writes. Now, obviously, this is not part of the dissension of Islam. It contains no Islamic laws. It's not to complete the religion of Islam. It has the same exact notion of revelation that came down onto Zechariah. To speak of the unseen Events that will take place later on. And this is why we started with the story of Zechariah. So, Jibra'il would speak. Fatima would dictate. Ali would write. For the time that Fatima lived after Rasulullah, the 90 days that she lived after Rasulullah, Jibra'il would come and speak to her and inform her of the knowledge of the unseen events. Why? Obviously, the events that would happen after her were worse than the things that were happening at the time. 
he informed her of what's going to happen to her husband Ali ibn Abi Talib and to her son Hassan and to her son Hussein and to her daughter Fatima and to Ali ibn, Hus Ali ibn al Hussein and to every Imam of Ahl al Bayt and to every follower of Ahl al Bayt. Yes, those were sad events. They're not any form of solidarity to Fatima, but then. Fatima was also informed that one day the Ahl al-Bayt and the name of the Ahl al-Bayt would rise and shine and it will become an unstoppable force that no one can resist. And truth will prevail and haq will prevail. And 1,400 years after the martyrdom of Fatima, People and thousands will gather around the world commemorating the name of Fatima to Zahra. Commemorating the love of her son Hussein. 20 million people will walk barefoot just to give their salutations to her son Hussein. She was informed of those events. And she was informed that one day a man from her progeny will rise to bring justice to this earth after it's been in, filled with injustice and tyranny. So, where is Mus'haf Fatima today, you may ask? It was passed on from one imam to another. And today it lies in the custody of the sacred hands of the Savior of this earth. Mahdiyu هذه الأمة And the sign of the Imam, the sign of the Ma'soom, the sign of the Mahdi as he appears with one, Amamatu Rasulullah. He has the Amama of his grandfather, Rasulullah. Number two, he holds the sword of his grandfather, Amir al Mu'mineen, that was descended from the heavens, known as the Fiqar. And third, he carries Mus'haf Fatima. Mus'haf Fatima is one of the sources of knowledge of the Ma'sumin. Some people would come and ask Imam al-Sadiq questions and he would go and bring Mus'haf Fatima. And he would look through Mus'haf Fatima and he would tell them of events, of individuals, of occurrences. And Imam al-Sadiq read for us from Mus'haf Fatima and some narrations and spoke of the signs of the reappearance of Imam al-Mahdi that were mentioned in Mus'haf Fatima. An Imam Sahib al-Asri wal-Zaman, Imam al-Hujjah will reappear with Mus'haf Fatima. He will reappear. And I tell him, Ya Sayyidana, our Imam, how can you remain patient? After you hear of all those calamities, of what has happened to your mother Fatima, to your grandfather Imam al Hussein, and to your followers until today, where they're beheaded simply because they are the followers of Ahl al Bayt. They're humiliated because the love they carry for Ahl al Bayt. 
The only crime that they carry is that they carry the love of Ahlul Bayt in their hearts. Ya Sayyidana, Ya Sahib al-Zaman, how can you remain patient? But he will rise. He will rise one day and everyone will know the truth. And he will come to the grave of his mother Fatima al-Zahra. And he would stand there and shed tears for the calamities that fell onto the heart of Fatima. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah.